This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You've heard us talk about them. They're in, and they're on the website. Absolutely. Our brand new America's Diesel podcast Branded bills, badass, flex fit, performance material, sweat res- sweat stain resistant. It it literally feels like it cools your head. Like I don't know amazing. how it's possible. I don't somehow know. it is. Yeah, you can rock it. You know, I'm more of a flat bill kind of guy. You can do that. You can curve it. For all you taco holder guys, you can even throw that in there. Yeah. And then snap back with a little bit of the flex fit. Yeah. Big head approved, small head approved. And it's extremely comfortable. I almost guarantee, you know, I say almost guarantee. No, I guarantee this is the most comfortable hat you will ever wear. And the logo, rubber. Awesome. Yeah. Came out great. Super detailed rubber on there, so it's never going to fade on you. If you want to get one of these in your hands, they are $50 shipped to the lower 48 plus tax, if applicable in your state. Uh, just go on the dieselpopproducts.com, search hat, look for the fantastic Jam and Eagle logo, and pick yourself up some before they're out of stock. Yeah. You're listening to America's Diesel Podcast. <laughs> so we were just talking right before the episode started, and, uh, Corey's wife actually still owns her first car she ever bought, right? Yeah, yeah. What is o- it? O2 Firebird. Right on. I call it the fire chicken. Six cylinder. chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Automatic. Uh, is yeah. it red? No, it's like that, that pewter. It's almost like silvery bronze. Ooh. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 It's it's a nice color. T-top? Yeah. T-top. Freaking love T-tops. Yeah. I don't I care what anybody says, man. It's, my mullet shows when I talk about yeah. it. I freaking love T-tops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think it's the last year that they actually made those, uh, the the Firebirds, because I think they that went sounds to about the, right. I think did they go to the Trans Am after that? Or? I can't remember. I know the the early two thousands is when they they stopped producing the Camaro mm-hmm. and they brought it back with the body style that we all know now. Right, and that was the debut. And it, I remember that now too because of uh, tell you break his leg. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but the first Transformers movie is uh, when that was the actual debut of the new Camaro, when right. Bumblebee turns into the new Camaro. Yeah. 
don't know if you guys remember that or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was one of the reasons why everybody talks about how big of a blockbuster tr- the first Transformers was. Yeah. Like, that literally was the debut of the car. It wasn't, they didn't go to SEMA. It wasn't like a, a YouTube thing or like that. That was the debut of the car. And you also notice that pretty much all of the vehicles in there are GM vehicles, except for the bad cop, which is a Mustang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everything else is a GM GM family, Pontiac or something like that. I think the second time I went to SEMA, all the Transformer cars were there. It was kind of cool. Like, they had a whole booth for the Transformer cars. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, my, my, They my didn't s- transform, though, which was, like, really disappointing. That's horseshit! <laughs> all my money back! Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was the most disappointing part. <laughs> I was like, Bubblebee! Yeah. Bubblebee, come alive, bro! Dude! Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about some yeah. stuff, man. I got I got this girl. I, I'm trying to like. Help I, ran, me out. I, I ran across the booth. I'm like, oh no, the Decepticons! Oh, <laughs> help me, help me! Nothing happened. It was bullshit. <laughs> well, my son is like super into Transformers right now to the point where he's even. We've even now bought all of the old actual cartoon Transformers. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Like, and he loves them. I, I, yeah. I think they're making a new one. They may, I saw. I, I saw. I don't know if it was fake or not. Who knows? I can't tell. But there's a... I think it was a new one. I think we're like... They're all bad. Like, even the good ones are bad. That's what I got from it. I don't know. Well, maybe... maybe don't trust a, my... Don't I, trust that's my... That's probably a push for everybody to go to electric now. These damn Autobots. These Autobots. Using the AllSpark. Taking yeah. our natural gases. Yeah. You need to mine these batteries and kill these children that are mining them batteries. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's more efficient. That's... <laughs> On that note, this week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house Fuel Bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, Our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The, you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are, they have, you know, anti-gel in there all the time. They have C10 in there all the time. They end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, Our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons. And that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae. And it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it. It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-Bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, ben Tyler here. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure and check us out on all the normal podcast mediums and the social medias by searching America's Diesel Podcast. Uh, we do go live on our Instagram page uh, every Wednesday right around 5 p.m. Pacific time. We have a beer with the boys, talk about what you got going on the weekend, and potentially connect with other people that are doing the same shit you are. Legitimately. You know, it makes me so happy every time we do one of the beers with the boys because... It's not a dating site. It ain't Unless you're a Duramax guy. (laughs) (laughs) Point of clarification, okay? If this is your first episode, this is going to make any sense to you. But if if you listen to other episodes, if for some reason you're here and you think that I genuinely hate Duramaxes, I don't. I don't either. I actually think they're really cool. Um, there was a long time where I was debating buying a Duramax. Me too. Uh, I, I really like LMMs. Tyler hates them, yeah. but I really like them. Um, but yeah, but the thing is, 
I'm a 7'3 guy, which means there's a lot of things you can make fun of, okay? Straight up. Facts. And I, I fully embrace it, and I get it. But that means I got to pick something to make fun of, too. Yeah. And that's the fact that every single Duramax owner has sparkly britches and drinks pink Starbucks drinks. Yeah. He yeah. likes dudes, but whatever. It's <laughs> either here nor there. It's neither here nor there. But uh, by the way, we sell parts for all diesel pickups, yeah. including Duramaxes. <laughs> Make sure and check out dieselpowerproducts.com for all your Power Stroke, Duramax, Cummins, anything diesel needs, uh, except for the heavy duty stuff. We want to get it that much. Yeah. Actually, at all. <laughs> or equipment. Just, just trucks. Just trucks, guys. Uh, Make sure and check that out dieselpowerproducts.com. Tyler Review. Oh, yeah. Let's keep those reviews coming in. Leave a five-star review on any of the platforms that Ben mentioned or any of the platforms that you listen to this podcast on, preferably leaving your review on Apple iTunes because that's one apparently that only matters. Oh, excuse me. Uh, screenshot your five-star review. Send it to podcast.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck and an address that we can send a sticker to that looks just like the logo on our sick hats. And I don't have my hat on. My son officially stole it from me. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's never. He's never, got. He's got good taste. In know, hats. He's, he's never wanted to wear a hat before, and all of a sudden, he. I, I made it. I shrunk it down to his size, and he like won't take it off now. Hey, I freaking love it. He's got good taste in hats. Good kid. Good kid. Starting him good. Yeah. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. We talked about the social medias. Ah. Uh, if you are placing orders on dcpowerprox.com, make sure in the notes section to put podcast that way we can track the orders and make sure the guys upstairs know that we're not just down here drinking beer, farting around, but we're drinking beer, farting around, and making money. Yeah. It's <laughs> right in the mic on that yeah. one because that's what makes the world go round and if you are listening to this podcast and you are buying Odiso parts from anywhere else but Odiso Power Products I genuinely want to know why good, bad, happy, or sad uh, because we do want to be the best in the industry yeah. so on that note talking about Corey's wife with her first vehicle and you mentioned that she's always kind of mentioned selling it yeah she she's always on the fence about it because she doesn't drive it as much as she you know mm-hmm. would like to. Uh, so yeah, she she's like, oh, I think I'm gonna sell it. I'm like, no, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> she she's always like disappointed like in the past vehicles that we've sold. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I keep telling her like, if you're that sad, like imagine how sad you're gonna be if you sell your your first car. Yeah, yeah. And that always like brings her back into like, okay, I'm keeping it. I'm still so. sad about the first car that I sold, but at the same time selling that car i was able to get into my 06 cummins that i bought with a blown motor so mm-hmm. it's like if i didn't have if i didn't do that i wouldn't have that i you know feel like I mean? you and, regret but, selling the mega cab more than because i'm guessing that when you're talking about your your second gen no okay. i'm talking about my 63 ford which i do okay, greatly miss right, yeah. and i wish i still had 100 percent. even me thinking about it now like I would take that over that 06 just because it's do shit, yeah. it, there's I got a lot of history with that car and mm-hmm. I, I do definitely miss it but at the same time you know it, it got me into that truck and I also regret selling that truck yeah. <laughs> so yeah no it's a it's a tough it's a tough thing to battle especially when you're, you're young um I mean obviously you guys aren't young you're not like 16 years old 17 years old but trying to get you know trying to up your game trying to get into something mm-hmm. else it's like do I work at this, you know, job that I'm at while I'm 16, 17 years old for, you know, like, you know, it's hard to save money back then when you're wanting yeah. to like up your game and like the quickest way to get some extra cash in your pocket is to sell the car that you got to get something else. Exactly. You know, so 
Yeah. Yeah. I uh, the I know you miss your red OBS. I do very much, and I actually I I greatly or miss your old the, excursion. <laughs> the old excursion, yeah. But the th- the one that I actually the so the one that I sold to buy the red OBS, uh, I had a 2001 Ford Ranger that I bought in 2004, um, and then drove <laughs> the absolute shit out of it. Um, for any guys listening, I, I know they're pretty they're hard to find. And I'm not saying they're hard to find because they're like super awesome and rare and like that. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm always keeping my eye out for an actual. It, it, it was the first year of the single overhead cam. Mm-hmm. It was a four liter. Uh, before that, they were at the overhead valve and they just did not have the RPM range and were not fun. Uh, but they were aluminum heads. They tend to spit out spark plugs. They had a four speed automatic. Uh, I absolutely loved that truck. It was an extended cab, short bed, because you couldn't get the long bed with an extended cab. Um, I bought it with 40,000 miles on it. And I sold it with 205. Damn. You drove that thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah. I, I bought it in, like I said, 2004, uh, basically right after I graduated high school, and I sold it in 2013. Damn. Um, I had a couple other vehicles in between there, but I, that was my staple. Um, and that was the one that I would, you know. Ford fucking Ranger. Yeah. That I, I drove to, you know, back and forth from the Bay Area to Tahoe a bajillion times. Um, the Bay Area to San Diego a bajillion times. Uh, when I was going to school in San Jose and working for Red Bull, driving stuff everywhere, just stacking miles on that thing. And I swear, that was one of those trucks where it's like it had mojo, and if you let it sit, is when it would break. Yeah, that thing. I I beat it with an inch. I took it to Pismo. I did everything with it, and it just it basically. I mean. It, it cut, broke on me a couple times, but for the most part, like it just, just didn't care. Yeah, Dang. and I always did maintenance on it, and it just never stopped. Yeah, and I freaking loved it. Um, I do miss that truck. I miss the uh, that that is still the <laughs> as bad as this sounds, right? So I bought that in '04. It was an '01. That is still the most current relevant vehicle I've ever owned. Yeah. <laughs> I sold that and bought a 96 in 2013, went backwards. Yeah. And after that, I sold that, bought an 03. Yeah. So still forwards, but not any any closer. Yeah. And then, and then I bought a, a 97 Power Stroke, and then I got a 03 Suburban, not in the same order, but I'm just kind of going through them. Then I had a an 01 Durango. Yeah, and I've got it in like an 01 excursion. I'm stuck in this like 95, 05 era, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. That, and that's so why I've kind of determined like I that's the era of vehicles that I feel comfortable with. Yeah, I feel like I'm just I'm always going to be that guy that has the late 90s to like late 2000s. Like I'd say like the the 96 to 2010 is always going to be like my year range of vehicles that I will always be comfortable with. Yeah. And that's just the kind of guy I am, I guess. Yeah, apparently. But yeah, I miss that one. I, I do miss the red trucks so bad. I and I, apparently you're a Ford guy. Could you tell? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what, what was your first car, Corey? Uh, '73 Volkswagen Super Beetle. Oh Ooh. boy. Yeah. Very nice. You Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> not my favorite car. <laughs> Love the car, but uh, not my favorite car. My favorite was '86 Comanche. Yeah. And that was one when you were living in San Diego? Uh, I mean, I was still stationed in 29 Palms at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that <laughs> my, <was. laughs> my favorite kind of quote about uh, 
Volkswagen Bugs is uh is actually from Grand Tour. Jeremy Clarkson, he's got the best like one-liners. He he's like, they built the beach buggies, and his of course oh, he put a Land Rover V8 in it, and it was like just like it looked like it's hemorrhaging out the back of his beach, and everybody else has the original Volkswagen. And he's like, mm-hmm. that's not an engine, that's a fan. <laughs> that's an engine. <laughs> they got the you know air. It's cool. true. Yeah, that's a fan. <laughs> <laughs> this is an engine, <laughs> but anyways, it's yeah, it's basically a, a fan hooked up to a couple of cylinders. Yeah, <laughs> it moves air, yeah. <laughs> but not the way you think it does. So this is pretty cool. It so is. there was a uh, one of our latest reviews was like, I love listening to your guys' podcast. I listen to it on way to work and whatnot. Talk about some more six O stuff. Yeah. All right. How about a GTR swap six O? <laughs> Okay. Fuck yeah. I I usually am not a huge fan of the car swap craze with big diesel, you know, bigger, you know, or just truck diesel engines. This thing, however, is kind of cool. I like 80% love it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a yeah. love hate. So when kind I of a see thing. it, I'm like, "That's dumb. Why yeah. would you even do that?" And then I see something else, I'm like, "Hell yeah!" Yeah. So so this thing, it's a what year is it? 2015. Is that what it is? Maybe. Oh, it's a Nissan GTR, like the new body style GTRs that Life Motorsports um, decided to put a 6.0 power stroke in it. And the coolest, they're running a 4R100 transmission in that. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> like, so you guys uh, want to talk about 6.0 on, stuff? Up a little bit uh, the, right there. It says something about torque and 822 yeah, horse, 1299 torque. Yeah. Yeah. Out of a 6.0, hell yeah. Yeah, they teamed up with like Riff Raff um, and some other companies. Uh, Molly Motorsports. Casey Turbos. Casey Turbos. Uh, this thing's bad to the bone. So it's a 2004 6.0 engine, factory block, Molly uh, ceramic coated pistons, lifters, push rods, camshaft, an inverted 6.4 intake manifold, which have you heard of that being retrofitted onto a 6.0? Because I have not. Uh, inverted. I'm trying I to have think to imagine that. they would have had to cut the flanges off and re-weld them on because they're probably trying to get rid of hood clearance. Um, I don't think they care about hood clearance because there's a hole in the hood. <laughs> but even then, well, still, look yeah. at the hood, though. I mean, they're they're, tr- they're still trying to make some, you know, you know you have some aerodynamics going on there. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's an all-wheel drive vehicle, so their their engine's already going to be taller than they nope, really want it. Nope. It's they, not? They, they, mod- nixed they nixed the all-wheel drive. It's only rear-wheel drive now because of space. Okay. Um. And what's cool is they have a stage one KC Jetfire turbo. Fuck yeah. With an 80 millimeter uh, turbo. And they're running a Terminator T500 H-pop. So Joey got on board. So Joey got on board. Um, We still don't know anything about tuning. Uh, I'm sure it's probably in-house stuff they're doing. Injectors. Super custom tuned. I'm sure all that is is pretty well built. I have to imagine they're running some sort of either nitrous or water meth kit. Because if they're running a stage one with 250s. That's a. Uh, does it got, say that you've got the fuel? Does I would assume so. Um, go back up. So hold on, right there. See, yeah, it came with an all-wheel drive drivetrain. Well, they wanted to keep it that way, but no. So they, it's rear-wheel drive, custom-built 4R100, four-speed automatic, fitting all under the hood within the factory dimensional wall. Oh, it was never going to happen. So new transmission tunnel and firewall. Of I'm course. surprised they wouldn't have gone with a five R. Or, or especially because this this car that they're building is for Pikes Peak. Yeah. I, I'm surprised they didn't go with something with more, yeah, a, like 
an eight speed or, well, I mean, or a manual you, or um, I can I can see why not a manual because of keeping boost with low air density as you start getting higher and higher and higher and higher and higher, right? I mean they obviously got yeah. the money, like why not an eight speed? <laughs> you I know? think you know, I, I I if I had to guess why they didn't do a five R is just the, the physical footprint. I mean a four R is smaller than a five R. And yeah. as you start going up and up and up and up with that, there's more and more and more space that has to be taken care of. But I would imagine that the, as far as the custom building they did in the 4R, is the, I feel like they almost would have to have like two, like one and two and three and four, or, or like one and two and three and then four or something like that, where so the gear ratios must have been so weird. Yeah. Because. I'm sure that you. I'm not sure what gears they spend the most time in because there's lots of switchbacks. But it's then again, all there's, there's all it's all straightaways. So and then yeah. there's the big long straightaways too. Well, they so. want. Uh, yeah, I mean they they want acceleration to be fast. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. That's the, the thing I like about Pike's Peak cars. They all kind of look like this, and I think they look badass. Like they they're do. just trying to literally get the most power they can while still being able to corner slightly fast, like, well, relatively fast. Um, and we're talking about, an, like, usually, like, the record is uh, Birdsall, like mm -hmm. 11 minutes, and I can't remember. They talk about it up here. But it's a like a 12-minute run. You, yeah, you're flogging it. And you're going uphill and, and increasing elevation. Like and you're not doing the same corners over and over again. It, yeah. It's a one-way thing, and... And you're you're gaining so much altitude that that now becomes a factor, which is one of the reasons why you see such cool aero packages on these things. Yeah, um, which but it's obviously, a, it's a yeah, four thousand pound car with eight hundred horsepower. Fuck yeah, twelve hundred foot pounds. Twelve hundred foot pounds of torque. Yeah, so eleven minutes and twenty four seconds was the no, yeah, time to be between yeah eleven minutes and twenty four point zero six five seconds. So these guys are trying to trying to beat uh, Scott Birdsall's record. With the um, with his little like rat rod looking, um, well, yeah, old Smokey is what he yeah, called it. Yeah, it was a compounded or it was a compounded or tripled. I think it was just compounded. I think it was just compounded Cummins. dynamite fuel. Yep. Um, fast pumps on it. That was a badass truck. Um, but they went to run it and uh, they had some issues. <laughs> Wait, a six liter? No way. Yeah, scroll down to the bottom. They talk about it. While the car was, uh, let's see, uh, with the car ready and pressure on, the team is ready. So how they do? Unfortunately, oil pressure issues caused the team to withdraw from the race because they, uh, so they could not attempt the record. However, they know they're going to be back next year to dethrone old Smokey F1. It's kind of cool. That is one of the hardest things. I, I normally you'd think like, okay, oil pressure is important, right? But like oil pressure on a Huey engine <laughs> yeah, is super important. Is paramount. I wonder like, if it had to do with a T five hundred. Joy, if you're listening, yeah, <laughs> tell us the real deal. Yeah, tell us the real deal. <laughs> tell us the real deal. Yeah, uh, but the and that's the that's the drawback of a Huey system. Yeah. And one of the things I, I am super stoked that the the six O I've seen. There's also a six O with a, a a Mustang that's been swapped with a six O. Um, I forgot that guy's name. He has a YouTube channel. Um, it's actually really funny. I've seen a whole bunch of them. Uh, but there's there's more people swapping six O's into stuff, and I I am appreciating, especially if you've listened to one of our previous episodes, which was like the six O versus six four. Um, and I do think that as far as diesels go, like don't get me wrong, everybody's swapping a common rail, putting a Cummins in something, 
Yes, I get it. The footprint is small. They're an easy engine. It's a basic engine. I get that. But I'm... And you can quote me on this. I, I do think that especially as things start moving forward, because there are so many 6.0 engines available, yeah, the 6.0s are going to become the engine to swap in. Not, not because they're some amazing engine, but because there's so many of them and they're not that expensive and that you can make power with them. Yeah, I'm curious why they didn't go with uh, a 6.7 power stroke. At least get common rail... Um, I mean, you can obviously do a ton to those engines. They hold power. Um, they make power. And I, I'd assume it's lighter than a 6.0. I don't know. Look up. Oh. Can we look up the weight between a, a 6.7? Yeah, Corey, fact check. Fact check. 6.7 engine weight, and then look up 6.0 engine weight. So I know a 6.0 is going to be hovering around the, the high 7s, high 700s. And I, I do like the the 6.7 design as far as they've got the basically the, the, the flipped heads where the exhaust mm-hmm. is in the valley and the intakes on the Reverse outside. Reverse flow, yep. Um, which is cool. We just want to know weight. What's the weight? Engine weight. Uh, uh, <clears throat> here we go. Keep There you go. One of these little graphs here. Bore stroke, as an injection, valve train, cooling system, oil capacity, oil requirements. Engine weight, 1,100 pounds wet. No way. Okay, what's... God, that, that's more than a 7.3. That's that's heavy. That's a heavy-ass engine. Good grief. Wow, yeah. Okay, this 6.0 power stroke. You're going to pull up a... Yeah, you're going to pull up a... GM. LS's. You're going to put power stroke in there. Wow, 1,100 pounds. That is heavy. That is heavy. That is not what I was expecting. Wow, 6 was 920? 920 pounds? According to two sources. Okay, but that is an engine. Well, look up a 7.3 then here. Because a 7.3 weighs more than a 6.0. I can guarantee you that. That's crazy. I would have thought that the the, the 6.7 would be light. I thought a 7.3 weighed about 300 pounds more. 900? The same? No way. Wow, dry. What's that's dry? Wet. What's wet? You got to add about nine thousand quarts of oil on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like thirty pounds. <laughs> so you're you're approaching a thousand pounds. Wow, I was not expecting that. Approximately nine twenty dry. There's a lot of plastic on six seven engines. Yeah. Now maybe I know why they six, did seven, that. Power stroke, dry weight. Huh. Okay, so, all right. So let, let's just let's go all dry weights for now. So six seven power stroke dry weight nine seventy. Okay. We'll do seven point three just for my own shits and giggles here. Uh nine twenty. Yeah. So it's pulling up. And we'll go six oh. <laughs> so it's nine ninety dry on a six seven. So we're talking 70 pound difference. That's, That's crazy to me. Yeah. I, I, I thought that, cause they, what are their heads? So the block is what? Com- compacted fucking graphite. What is the block? Yeah. Compacted block and head. Com- compacted graphite iron aluminum engine block head. with aluminum heads. So, so wh- how is that the block? Six, seven weighs nearly the same as an iron block iron head 7.3 it weighs 70 pounds more apparently fuck 
That's crazy. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that at all. Wow. Let's just for shits and giggles. What's a six four power stroke? <laughs> I mean, it might have worked for for uh, bike speak if you only need to run it like three times. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, we've always said. I mean, if you want to win your local dino competition, just <laughs> right. go tune to six four and just yeah. just bite the bullet. Eleven thirty with, with oil. With oil. So that's heavier than a six seven because it was eleven hundred. So it's thirty pounds heavier. Well, you got the turbos that. Well, that's the majority of that weight. You know what? <sighs> I guarantee uh, you, you take the emissions off a six seven. You take the EGR cooler off of that seventy pounds. You take the off a six four dual EGR coolers, and the EGR stuff. That's got to be yeah. hundred pounds. That it's got to be, be close. Pounds. I don't know about a hundred pounds. I think if you took the cartridge turbos off and put a a single single or you know you do it yeah a single but that's that's the whole gain you know winning point of a six four though if you're gonna put that in a truck it's you know built in compounds all right just for also some more shits and giggles what's a six seven cummins <laughs> engine go come on come on cummins come on you got two less cylinders ten sixty to ten seventy it's right it's right in it's line right in there it's right in there wow that's interesting. Still cool though, but you know, for them to. I wonder who made that decision though on the six L, because if we're only talking about seventy pounds, again, like you're saying with the emission system and some of the, because obviously they're not running any emissions on a on a vehicle like that. Um, like I feel like six seven will give you a lot more room to play with as far as tuning, parts, performance. It does, but I also think they're probably looking at it as well. The six seven already has it. We need to be different. Yeah. But my question is, why not five nine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're just gonna, do it. or maybe maybe they just truly wanted to be totally different. And it, like 800 horsepower is not like a hard number to make necessarily. I mean, uh, Scott Birdsall's truck was like 11, 1200 horsepower. Yeah, and they had to basically turn down right the race. Mm-hmm. So I, I, if I had to guess, maybe the thing that turned them on to the six O was the RPMs having a low displacement cylinder high rpm engine yeah um especially that probably for, is exactly what it what it was yeah. yeah well especially if you're dealing only dealing with a 4r100 you want to keep in the r's well again i mean the i think the 4r100 was a a afterthought of the 60 i feel like the whole engine and transmission was kind of an afterthought <laughs> what can we get cheap we spent all our money on this gtr well, also, let's think about it. They have, they have a GTR and, you know, a Cummins, albeit a easy motor to stab into vehicle, it's tall. It is. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So, no, if, you, I, if you've got this I'm not even vehicle, saying do a Cummins in there. Yeah. I'm saying 6-7 Power Stroke or, or, you know, something with common rail. <laughs> you know, at least. I agree, but how much you want to bet a 6-7 a <laughs> Cummins or a common rail is quite a bit taller. Oh, 100%. Actually. But it is quite funny that they ran into oil issues. <laughs> I know. It's, it, it, yeah, it's right. You don't say. Oh, really? Now, <laughs> like, I mean, that's kind of funny. But it just, yeah, I don't. I'd like to know. I tried to look at these guys' website to get more information about it. Um, uh, they don't really even have a website. Life Motorsports. Mm-hmm. I, it was I, so I couldn't find any. I although I did search for like a, a total of like three minutes. Uh, but, that's like nine years <laughs> of Google like, life. I know. Life motorsports. 
Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh wow, there it is. I don't know. Maybe I spelled it wrong. Wow, you suck, Tyler. <laughs> well, is this the? Is this the? Corey wins. I guess that's a GTR. That must be into. Is that a GTR? Yeah. No. Is it not? I don't know. That's a GTR, bro. I'm out of my realm right here. Yeah, I mean these guys must be. I mean they sell Garrett so turbos. What's, what's Maybe uh, that's what drew them to a six zero. It's got a. What Garrett is turbo. Sierra cars? Click on that. Sierra experience. Those are stupid. Mount Washington record. Are they, do they sell these cars? Two-wheel drive record. This is Sierra. <laughs> wow, this is like a street side-by-side on steroids. It literally is. Oh, yeah, Travis Pastrana. Pastrana. Okay. Well, 100% one of the, one of the coolest things I've ever driven. It's literally a side-by-side, a single. It's like a Polaris RS1. With a cockpit. Starting at $58,000. Wow. Yeah, but how fast is this thing? It probably freaking shreds. Okay, what motor's in this? Starting at 38. Out. Click on that, starting at 38. Well, that's for this one. It's fine. Well, still click on it because it's going to show us the options, I'm, I'm sure. 700R. So I'm going to get this 700cc engine. $10,000? Shut up. Okay, scroll down. Build to order. <laughs> no, it says starting at 38. So you got to spend at least 38. Okay, deposit $10,000. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Top uh, speed 85. Yamaha speed Raptor reverse. 700R engine. Okay. Starting at 38. What's the other packages? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm over this one. What's the next highest one? I don't want 45 horsepower. This is, this. By the way, guys, uh, this will be, uh, if you're looking for this link, it will be on the YouTube page. RX3. RX3. Oh, talk to me, daddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Starting at 58. What do now we got here talking. for engine? <laughs> Miles an there hour. we go. Hayabusa motor. <laughs> now we're fucking talking. <laughs> yeah. We got the fat guy motorcycle street bike engine. Yeah. Well, these guys are kind of cool. I mean, six speed sequential. I don't know where you're driving this thing. It's like a track car, basically. Yeah. They say it can go off road, but I'm telling you right now, the places we go, you ain't taking that thing. No. And it's, it looks like it's just two wheel drive, too. Racing slicks are 30 inch off road tires, but it's two wheel drive. Oh, they're priding themselves that it now has reverse. <laughs> we now have reverse. By the way, you can go backwards now. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Okay. Well, that's kind of, I mean, for a guy that uh, wants to go out on the track and race around and basically, it's basically a side-by-side. It's a single-seat side-by-side. It looks side. like an Ariel Adam competitor. The Alpha. That's the one. 450 horsepower. Click on that. Oh, it's a turbocharged Hayabusa. 450 horsepower. There's no, there's obviously not street legal. Yeah. Okay, like, that, that, that thing fucks. One four. Up to 600 horsepower. Jesus. What does it say? What is it in 2.2 seconds? Zero to 60, 2.2 top speed, 140. Wow. All that's right, faster than a Tesla. Down. Yeah. Like a Tesla's like 2.9, like the yeah, Model it, X. It weighs like 1,100 pounds. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Wow. Do, I, they, do they talk about anything about the, let's see if we can find anything about that 6.0. Right here. Perfect. Power Stroke Diesel GTR Frank. Frank 6.0, they call it. Here we go. All right. Are you really putting a Power Stroke engine? Oh, hold on. I was reading yeah, that. Yeah, it was the article. That was it. This is the actual. Yeah, are you yeah. really putting a Power Stroke engine in a GTR? Scroll down. Let me read that. 
so when life started building a gtr we started with a chassis named frank it was named frank the tank because it was such a tough car uh it put up with a lot of abuse yeah it looks like it we also started to take frank apart uh to build sydney it was a it was kind of sad and we didn't know the fate of frank at that point blah 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 uh okay keep going down i want to talk about when they put the 6-0 in there But there's a catch. We're going, we're going after the diesel record with a Ford Power Stroke 6.0. The idea right here. This is what I was looking for. Okay, the idea came about because we have a great relationship with Riffraff Diesel. They specialize in Power Stroke parts and components for the drivetrain. We specialize in building race cars, and we know that the R35 chassis really well. Suspension, brakes, and aero. We have it. Uh, we uh, we all have uh, really sorted. We just need a good powertrain to get us to the top get that diesel record right now the diesel records held by scott birds all in a truck called old smoky he ran 11 24 so that's the time to beat we have a couple engines being built right now this is just the mock-up engine so we can get it fitted in place with race engine as well a spare engine go to the blah 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 tackle the mountain go back up he had a quote it said right there gotta start talking some shit to aaron <laughs> stupid cummins truck record my ass we're coming for you aaron <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay okay you start with the most unreliable platform that's ever been put in a fucking vehicle well that's okay uh if you like uh so if you like diesel performance you're gonna want to follow this project i think what we're doing is absolutely terrible the gtr you're not gonna want to follow along to see what we do with this project okay yeah keep going wow they're just just <laughs> throwing stones at scott <laughs> hey kind of cool kind of cool kind of kind of weird um, I'm gonna have yeah. to watch their videos. Uh, yeah, me too. I there's videos on there that obviously we're just not gonna watch just because it's I'm stoked, for you guys. I'm stoked that they they already had a pre-existing relationship with Clay Riffraff. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, you guys have heard me talk about Riffraff. Yes, they are technically one of our direct competitors. I do still buy parts from them at retail and pay shipping to get it because they do sell parts that sometimes I just cannot get anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting build. I, you know, they obviously know what they're doing and they did a very good job of putting that car together. I like seeing, you know, cars like that put together well. They've, they've, they obviously were teaming up with Riffraff, so they know what they're doing. You know, I'm, just, I'm still kind of on the fence on some of these engine swaps that guys do. Like, there's a, what's the guy, the kind of bigger guy with a beard running around with like a Mustang with a Cummins in it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I, I like it just because I I've seen some of his other builds and how he goes about it and he's he literally is just like like let's fucking go yeah let's, no, let's do it let's build it, I, blow it I think up, it's cool it um I it, it wouldn't be something that I mean unless I had just a bunch of money just to blow on something it wouldn't be something that I with engine swap stuff I'm st I'm still kind of like that um I don't want to say like purist kind of person but mm -hmm. it's like. It's cool to see like a um you know like an old Ford like uh with a, you know an old Ford with a coyote in it or something no, like that. No, like well the uh, uh I can't think of his name right now. Oh my gosh, he's on Instagram. I follow him on Instagram. We had him on the podcast. Matt McGadam. The guy with the the old Ford with a he did a 73 swap in. Oh, no, Casey Poindexter. Casey uh, Poindexter, yeah. that's Mongo right. High yes, Boy. Mongo High Boy. Like that stuff, I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. I can't get enough of that stuff. Um, where you're, you're taking an old cool truck and you're putting a more modern, you know, diesel powerful engine in it. Yeah. Um, I like that kind of stuff. 
Um, when it gets to like, you know, cars like this or like a Mustang, like, you know, I, GTR stuff, I don't know anything about. Yeah, they're a cool looking car. I don't jack shit about them. Like they're, well, they're I mean, not even. And even at this point, they're, everything is so far from anything you would have found off the production line. It's like they basically just needed to start with something yeah. that they know. And sure. they're like, well, we know the chassis. We know the arrow. We know how it reacts to this type of horsepower. Yeah. We just need something that's a diesel that makes that type of horsepower. Yeah. And talk to Clay. And hopefully Clay probably went through the same thought process we did. It was probably yeah. like, uh, well, don't do a 7.3. Like, like, yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> okay. uh, but be, we also, I think it'd be cooler if they did a 7.3. It'd be super cool if they did a yeah. 7.3. But, <laughs> but, um, but then he's also probably like, well, and, and a 6.4, probably not the best idea. Um, and yep. a six seven, they might even just be thinking, well, a six seven, like, what's our budget? Like, we can buy two six sevens, and if something goes wrong, we're screwed. Or <laughs> it's not really bad. Or we can buy like ten six O's. <laughs> yeah. And that that's really like that. That's where I think the whole like six O sled pulling class could, you know, or like a six O class of everything, because they're so plentiful. Like like Jeep speed stuff. Yeah. They're so damn plentiful that it makes it accessible to anybody. Yeah, but you know, also when you're building like a race vehicle, like reliability is 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 key. Like you want to mm-hmm. make sure it runs the run. And like for I them, agree. you know, oiling issues, it's like yeah, it's a six. Oh, dude, <laughs> like welcome to the club, bro. <laughs> like the, the only thing I can put that up for is, and I, I would actually personally like to know what the oiling issue was. Yeah. Um. Not because I'm trying to poke fun by any means. No, I'm not trying but to poke it, fun it, either. It's, it's one just, of those things where, like, because I wanted them to succeed. I d- I would like to really know the thought process of them picking that engine. Mm-hmm. Not to again, not to bash them on that. I'm sure they have yeah. very good reasons to go with a six O. Um. I'm just curious because it seems it to me is like when it comes to like tuning and that sort of thing, like common rail is usually mm-hmm. like the go to. I agree. Um, and for making more power, <laughs> like common rail, they just they well, just make more power even and right out of the box. For like it's, being able to tune for a vehicle that's going to gain altitude. Yeah. Like, even though it does have an altitude compensator, as in turbos. Yeah. Uh, but Turbo. but um, Turbos. This is two. KC Jetfire and a 80 millimeter. It's compounded. Was it? Or was yes. it just or was it just a KC Jetfire with a... No, 80? it was a stage one Jetfire. With an eighty millimeter uh, turbine. No, it's it's compounded. Eighty millimeter used okay, as sorry, atmospheric yeah, right, first right. top. Okay, yeah, it's compounded. Yeah. But the fact that it is run a KC stage one, like we have those on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that just goes to show Casey KC knows what the hell's going on when it comes to turbos. Frick, yeah, I'm dude. so glad we picked those guys up because they yeah. they're 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 badass. But yeah, I'd like to know their the just the 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 whole process of 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 picking that and why and i'm just even the transmission like i is it a space thing is it i is it because four speed would be better with that rpm range for what they're doing because like especially like hill stuff you want to keep in the power right. obviously and i would think that a transmission with more gears would would help help with that i bet you 20 bucks if we ever got to talk to them their reasoning was it's cheap that's what we had <laughs> you think? I don't I know. These guys, uh, these guys like are that. building some badass cars. I don't know if cheap is the option. Well, I, I don't want to say cheap, but it's like let's call them up right now. Accessible. You know? <laughs> What's the phone number? Three eight five. I'll do it right now. Four two five. 
3894. <laughs> I guarantee you they're closed because it's like after six, but yeah, Salt Lake City, Utah. Eight five four two five. Three nine eight four. Three nine eight four. <laughs> speaker. You won't get this in any other podcast, by the way, guys. This is happening real life time. I'm leaving a voicemail. <laughs> Your call has been forwarded to an automatic. It's like a dude's cell phone. Let's give me some radio silence here for a second. Did you dial the right number? It gave me an 800 number as the phone number. 385-425-3984. That's what you dialed? Can you verify that for me? 385-425-3984. Yeah. Huh. It might be worth an email to him. Yeah. Go to their like main page. Because I know sometimes people forget to update their phone numbers on stuff on things page. But yeah, they may have like a... Or is that the actual number on their contact That was page? their contact us page. Oh, fuck it. We're calling it again. <laughs> I'm leaving the voicemail. <laughs> oh, gosh. Life. L-Y-F-E. Your call has been forwarded. It's like a dude's cell phone. Voice message system. Listen. Well, 801 is a Salt Lake City error code. It's okay. It's not oh. available. Hi there, my name is Ben. I'm with a podcast called America's Diesel Podcast. Uh, we were actually just talking about the 6.0 Power Stroke you put in the Skyline. Pretty GTR. GTR. Already Golly. messing it up. We've had a couple of barley juices. It's pretty <laughs> badass. I was hoping you'd possibly be able to talk to us more about it. If you want, you can shoot me a call or text back on this phone number. I'm not going to put it on here because I'm actually recording this live on our podcast. Or you can shoot me an email. <laughs> Uh, email address is ben at dieselpowerproducts.com. Again, that's Ben as in short for Benjamin. So B-E-N at dieselpowerproducts with an S dot com. Thanks. Boom. Let's see if they call back. Shit. We'll see if it happens, boys. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be interesting. That'd be rad. Have them call in. Yeah. be badass. Well. Got anything else? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I just got real sweaty thinking about it. I just left well, a voice. Well, you already screwed up. You told him about a skyline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of the same as a G. It's like the old version of a GTR. Well, I said barley juice, so maybe yeah. they'll get a hold of that. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they'll they'll. They they'll are respond in Utah though, so they might be Mormons, so they might not drink, so they might not call us back. Well, they probably drink their what is that like the the 2.2 percent beers or 2.8 beers, whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah. We got to drink like 96 of them to get like buzzed. Yeah, yeah it's like a it's like a watered down Michelob Ultra. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, um that's kind of, you know it's pretty much all I have for this episode on that. I mean, I don't know, you got anything else? Well, on that cliffhanger, <laughs> I've been leaving a voicemail to someone's phone number on our website. Yeah. And this is why you listen to the best diesel podcast yeah. in the industry because we do shit live. Yeah, we should call Scott. We should uh, where does Scott work for? Birdsall. I don't know. We should try calling him too and just be like, "Hey, I heard these guys at the shitty GTR and the 60 power stroke are trying to beat your record." Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have we're going to call them both on. I know, but we're not going to tell them. No. We're going to have them both just show up. Cuz he's talking shit on their yeah. website. So So he's uh, a shit talker like yeah, he perfect. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, we're going to need one more microphone. I got that covered. I'll bring okay, mine. Perfect. All right. And dude, if we set this up, we'll get them both here. And I'm talking like they're not even going to know what's happening until we sit down in the room. 
Like, I need you to handle one of them in the yeah. building at one side, and I'll handle one of the other side. And well, then, what if they're just calling in, though? But no, no, fuck that. Where they're coming on. Ah, that's a lot to ask for someone that we first just talked I to. If, I think the call in, like, you know, have you seen, like, the Instagram where they have, yeah. like, two Chinese places? <laughs> they call two fast food Chinese takeouts. They're like, is this Chinese restaurant, what you want? And they're like, Hi, this is Chinese. What's your take your order? <laughs> My like... favorite one is when they have <laughs> like the the porn numbers, the the one nine hundred numbers, yeah. and they have two of them talk to each other, and they're basically both reading off the same script. Yeah. And they're just like, "What are you wearing? Oh, not much. What are you wearing? You have a hard day at work. Yeah, work was real hard. I was thinking about you. Were you thinking about me? And they start like. What the, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, wait a minute here. <laughs> the Chinese restaurant is so funny though because. <laughs> No, I'm Chinese what you, you want. I'm Chinese me. You call me what you want. <laughs> so we're going to have, I'm going to have Scott. I'll get Scott on the phone. You get him on the phone and we're just be like, yeah, <laughs> what's up? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're the, and we're, go. Yeah. Uh, Life Motorsports, you were talking shit about Scott. Uh, care to, care to discuss that yeah. with Scott? Scott, do you response? <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> I did. I didn't know this was gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is this really him on the phone? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, dude, that would that would be like seriously. That would be it'd be fucked up, but it'd be funny it'd be amazing as hell at the same time, dude. <laughs> Hopefully they don't they don't listen to this one first. Yeah. Or else they know our yeah. plan. Well, we just gotta get a hold of them before this one drops, and then we drop this one, and then that one is immediately after. Oh, damn. Yeah. Damn. damn. <laughs> and again, this is why. This is why we are the best diesel <laughs> podcast in the industry because I don't know anybody else keeping Just it real keep like it we real, are. Keeping it real. For the facts, yeah. for the boys. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> on that bombshell. <laughs> on that bombshell. It's going to wrap this one up. We appreciate all you guys listening, leaving comments, all that kind of good stuff. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. I don't frankly have time for total political correctness. And this country doesn't have time either. Wow, that's a good ending. Right Thanks, there. Donnie. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.